Welcome into another episode of OC Fan TV. I'm Zach Marcus, and I'm joined by Zach Kanata. The MLS is back, and right out of the gate, it did not disappoint. At the beginning of today's episode, we will recap some notable games from the weekend. Following that, we jump straight into our matchup with the Fire. Thank you for listening, and this is OC Fan TV. So, Columbus just decided to roll over Vancouver on opening day. Yeah, Vancouver is still not looking great to open off the season for no victory for Columbus. I mean, they just they, they got thrashed. Yeah, me and Bryce sat there and watched a little bit, a little bit of this game on on Saturday. It wasn't great. Then there was also a La Liga game that was on. It was Atletico Madrid and someone else, and it was two nil inside twenty six minutes. I'm like, yeah, you want to turn the La Liga game back on? So that was the start of the MLS for me and Bryce. Yeah, I mean. I watched a little bit of it too, and I mean, Barry, with a typical MLS goal to open it with two deflections, sees it bounce over the keeper's head, and then poor positioning leaves Etienne wide open on the wing for a go-ahead goal, so I was pretty much done with the game after that, but apparently it, like, steadied after that, but we Vancouver had somebody sent off in the 53rd, and then Luis Diaz and Zellerayan if that's how you say that man's name. Lucas Zellerayon, Zellerayon, something. Something like that, Zellerayon, Zellerayon, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Pretty good both, attacking midfielder. Yeah, both uh, scored to close out the game, leaving it 4-0. And then there was a uh, another thrashing that we saw. Austin, the youngest MLS team currently. Mm-hmm. Five, oh. Charlotte. Charlotte, that's right. Another terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um, Cincy. Still garbage. Yeah. What's what's changed? Ugh, nothing new. I didn't expect a 5-0 thrashing, but... Especially from Austin. Dominguez gets the brace on the day. He actually opened the story, the scoring in the second. But, yeah, I mean, four goals and an own goal for Cincinnati, for Cincy, you know. I was going to say, you open it early with a second-minute goal, and then what other way would Cincy close out a game? But with an own goal with in the... own goal in the 90 plus two, whatever From the keeper. Yeah. It's it's just not good. Will it get better in the next five years in Cincy? I, you have to hope, but... Do you? Columbus I, fans don't want it to happen. Yeah, of course Columbus fans don't want it to happen. I mean, a lot of fans don't want to see that happen, but they've got to get new ownership. It's it's coming down to the ownership, the board, the, you know, there's, there's too many problems there. You can't keep changing managers and bringing in all kinds of players and consistently seeing the same results. Yeah, it might have just been the opening, or sorry, the perfect opening week for Columbus fans also. Yeah. You get a 4-0 win, and then you see your rival, in-state rival, lose 5-0. And we go to another, we went 4-0, 5-0. We're going, instead of 6-0, we're going back to 3-0. Yeah. Carlos Vela with a hat trick on opening day. I mean, opening day was something. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. We saw a lot of goals. Um, yeah, I mean, his last goal was nice. Yeah. The first, you know, it's a tidy finish. You know, penalty, and the last one, you know, cutting it out of the box, bending it to the far post. Yeah, I mean, you can't really blame him for the second goal. Made a good run, mm-hmm. but maybe you can put a little bit of blame on the defense. This, I think Colorado was playing a three-back, yeah. and the center back tried to step up, try to play the outside trap, or the right center back, Abu Bakar, was, step, was way too far, mm-hmm. way out of position. Just left Vela enough space to stay onside and make the run and finish it. Um, then we move across L.A. to the Galaxy, knocking off, pains me to say, the reigning MLS Cup champs, NYCFC 1-0. Mm-hmm. 
Sean Johnson still an overrated keeper? Yeah, not good at all. I mean, took him in so late, but they did get the goal. They saw they saw off the defending champs. I'm happy. I know you are. Yeah, I mean, see Chicharito score. Just from an American perspective, I'd rather see an American put it away or anyone else than mm-hmm. the former Mexican star. But knocking off the club that we came into MLS with, kind of a rival now, mm-hmm. and the fact that they just won the cup, it's it's nice to see them get knocked off on opening day. Yeah, get humbled back down to where they should be. Because I, yeah. I, I will consistently say they only won the cup because they got hot at the right time. So One could say a Mickey Mouse cup. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> Teams that, team that hasn't won Mickey Mouse Cups, team is just consistently good. A club is consistently good, Seattle. Yeah. They also got knocked off by Nashville. Yeah, the 80th minute goal here upsets the uh, Western Conference Giants, man. There. Yeah, uh, that's not, not what you want to see as a Seattle fan in opening day, but no, there were there were positives for them. They they definitely did look to attack you know they had they had shots on goal and stuff like that so it's not all bad for Seattle fans but Nashville kind of surprising everybody here and especially in their move to the yeah, west exactly you know it's big move to the west now you know and you knock off possibly the top team yeah yeah that's that's pretty big for them can't really be mad at that as a Nashville fan as an Orlando fan we didn't have much to be mad at on well, our opening day what was technically the second day of MLS mm-hmm. with a 2-0 win over Montreal but now we move into the second match week going to Soldier Field and playing the fire with their new acquired acquire player whatever designated player whatever you want to call it Shakiri. yeah um, we didn't see too much of him in their opening day or their opening game against uh, Miami so he was kind of limited there, but we'll see what's... Uh, Chicago's looking to continue their good run on us. Uh, all-time series, I believe, is 4, 5, and 7. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it about Chicago, but that club hasn't been in top form in a while. Mm-hmm. Even when they brought in Bastian Schweinsteiger, they still weren't great. So for us to have a record against them like that it's it's really not a great look for us no not at all but I mean they didn't look great opening week and Miami hasn't looked great since coming into the league they only look great occasionally so I think this is going to be a good opportunity for us to pick up our first three points on the road for the season I would hope so you see with uh, Robin Janssen being out this game due to a red card suspension right. and Chicago's attack now looking uh, I would say a lot better than it did last year bringing in Shakiri and Prisbilko I believe that's how you say it from Philly last year or who was playing for Philly last year brought him in this year is that something that we need to worry about having one of our starting center backs out going up against an attack of Chicago's yeah, it's definitely something that we're going to have to look into. Uh, we're going to have to be paying attention to that, but I do have a lot of uh, confidence in Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. He does see a lot of playing time, you know what I mean? Over the past couple of years, he has gotten consistent stretches of games with us. He's come in and, and performed for us when we needed to, him to. So 
as compared to you see a lot of other center halves around the league not getting a lot of time, you're sticking with those two pairings, and then those guys come into the games, and it's like, oh, you haven't yeah. seen the field in X amount of weeks. So it's definitely something that we have to pay attention to, but I have faith in Rodrigo. I think he's going to go out there and get the job done well. Yeah, he, he, you're right. He does get a lot of time. He comes on in a lot of situations. Last season we would see switches of formation in-game. So we could see ourselves going from a four-back to a three-back. Mm-hmm. And we would take what would primarily be our, our left-back in Emmanuel Moss, Joao Moutinho, or Kyle Smith, whoever's playing there at that time, bring them off, and then transform into a three-back, where we would have Schlegel, Robin, and Antonio Carlos, then Ruan would be out right, and Nani or Benji or whoever would be out left. So maybe we see that this game. Um, but who knows? Yeah, there's the potential for us to go to the three back, but I it it almost worries me a little bit more to see us come out there in the three back than it would in the four with Janssen being down. Why? I just feel like we haven't played as much in it, so we're not seeing full game speed, full match speed in this formation and using these tactics and stuff like that. So I think that could potentially be putting us at a disadvantage you know what I mean we're not as comfortable in this formation as we are but if we, if we switched to it a lot last season then 80% of our current players know their role especially the defensive players so if it, if it was let's let's say we throw Kyle Smith in there I would say he's a little bit more versatile than Joao defensively right so it was Kyle Smith Antonio Carlos and Schlegel I feel like they still have a good chemistry together yeah and then even if, even if you slot in Junior Urso into if we're say so it's the three say we have three in the back two in the middle mm. you have Junior in there and then you throw Mendez next to him let Mendez roam a little bit more then you have Junior sit back and you still kind of have that four back back four back back there right I mean I'm not opposed to it I also think though if we stick with the four back and we allow for say Sabas. Not say about so I'm going to use Junior again to be that defensive holding midfielder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he can kind of slot into the mid, the middle where we see a lot of teams when we're in possession. That defensive mid will slot back and almost play that central center back role as we have yeah. possession. So you know that I, that's another thing that we could do to help mm. give Rodrigo some assistance over there to build some confidence and stuff like that. But that man's got all the confidence. Yeah, in the I was going to say it's not like he needs it. Yeah. Oh, so uh, a very good defender, very good goalkeeper, very good club legend yeah. all around is basically what I would say. Um, we kind of talked about the midfield a little bit right there. I think that is going to be something that we're going to need to do against uh, Chicago is control the midfield. Mm-hmm. We somewhat saw it against Montreal, not really in the first half. Second half, we came out uh, with Junior. Uh, he slotted in the middle. Yeah. And our midfield looked a little different. It looked more fluent mm-hmm. and and just easier to play around. The press was there. So what what was the difference in the first half and the second half, not junior? And would you rather have the first half midfield or the second half midfield going into uh, the game against Chicago? So if I remember correctly, our midfield starting – uh, was Mauricio at the cam, and then we had Araujo and Perea, right? Correct. So I think the issue was 
we we weren't establishing any foothold in the midfield obviously in the first half we we couldn't get ourselves established there we allowed them to establish a very high line on us very early in the game mm-hmm. putting us on a back foot and the fact that we had three more attacking minded um midfielders in the game definitely didn't help us anything i guess arajo you know he's is, the most defensive he is the most yeah. defensive but I would put him more box to box than I would as a defensive, a true, you know, defensive mid holding. Uh, he's not. I'm, I was gonna say he's not junior, but then junior also plays box to box very well. Yeah, we don't really truly have a true. There's no Jorginho in the no, team, right? Yeah, but we do look to junior to play that role more. Mm-hmm. So. I think that helped us a lot. That's, I mean, obviously it did. You know, when the sub came on, we saw a difference in the way we played. We saw more fluidity. We saw more control. We saw more possession. So, personally, yeah. I mean, midfield pairing this game, I would rather, I would like to see good faith, the gold faithful, you know what I mean? Mauricio, Andres, not Andres, I'm sorry. Andres coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. Mauricio, Urso and Sablas, you know what I mean? So Rajo didn't do well enough to try to cement his place in the starting lineup for right now? He's not in the starting lineups for me right now. He did have a very good game, but we saw moments of his youth, mm-hmm. and we saw moments of his inexperience. And I don't want our club to get to the point where we're relying on youth, you know what I mean, yeah. to make the difference in the team. Because then you have roller coaster seasons. You have ups ups and downs because you're experiencing the ups and downs of their development in the first team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yes, he's gonna play for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see him coming in in sixty, getting a good thirty minute run in the game. But I just I, we didn't look as composed in the midfield with him in there as where when Urso and Mendez came on, it just definitely looked much more natural. Yeah, you get you gain, I believe it's 11, maybe 12 years of experience with, with Junior coming on for if he came off for Caesar, because Caesar's only 20, and you got Junior who's 31 or 32. So you gain all that experience, which will just calm down the midfield, move the ball easier, connect passes. Um, we had one of our youth guys, new signing, only 7.5 mil, no big deal. <laughs> Record signing. Yeah. Facundo Torres. Yeah. Is he is he in the starting lineup? Does he have to? Is is he a 95% of the game's starter? At this point, yes. He's still in my starting, you know what I mean? He's going to start every match for us. Mm-hmm. If he continues to play as he did for in the game? No. Because I think that Vanderwater and Benji, you know, have shown that they can give us more. They have proven it already that they can give us more. Um, Facundo has a higher ceiling, obviously. Mm-hmm. He can be the best player in the MLS currently, you know what I mean? He has yeah. that potential. But will we unlock it is the question. I, I like the way he plays I mean, I, he moves around a lot. He's always looking to receive the ball. He's always looking to create. 
But again, you see the youth coming into play with him where sometimes the decision-making isn't correct. Sometimes he tries to do a little bit too much rather than just laying off the ball, making the easy pass, making the smart pass. So if we continue to see these types of things, I'm going to say the same thing where I, I, like I say with Araujo, where he comes in late, makes subs in the games, and develops from the bench so we're not riding that out in the first team. Yeah, maybe we see him come on at halftime because that's, that's got to be one of the first halftime subs I've seen from Oscar. Ever. I love it. Last game? I love it. Um, it's, I mean, no, nothing was working right for us, right? You no. know, things weren't happening the way we needed to, so something had to change. So, Yeah, I think just speaking on Facundo a little bit more, I think it would be it'd be really hard to not have him in the starting lineup for 95% of the games. You bring the kid in for 7.5 mil, uh, and you kind of put the weight of the world on his shoulders for the club. Yeah. All the expectations. Very high expectations. Yeah. So for him, his first game at MLS, he still played. He still played good. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's a little bit of an overreaction for me to ask that question. Is he in your starting lineup for ninety five percent of the games? Would you drop him? Blah blah blah. But uh, him and Mo want to both be the playmaker. Mm-hmm. So when you have Facundo sitting into the middle, where Mo is. And then Ruan going up the right wing, you're causing congestion in the middle, yep. which is that's kind of where the lack of flow starts to begin. Yeah, I, I said it when we saw it in the preseason. He moves around a lot. Our team does not rotate all, enough for the amount of movement that Facundo has on the pitch. I it, watching him play. It almost makes me wonder why he's not a cam. I was going to say that maybe Mo, if Mo needs some rest, he'll move into the middle and we'll throw Vanderbilt out wide. He can yeah. have that free roam. He can move wherever, and we won't clog the midfield. Right, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, he's a playmaker, so I see why he's a winger, you know what I mean? But right. at the same time, he does have a high football IQ. So... I could see, I see him as a central midfielder attacking midfielder in my opinion. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. likes to move around a lot. He likes to drop back to receive the ball, look to put move the ball forward. He'll move to the right wing to the left wing. You see him back in the back line on occasions. You know what I mean? Like that's not things you want from a winger. That's one some things you want from your central midfielders. Yeah, not to keep with the Chelsea compar- comparisons, but it kind of reminds me of Christian Pulisic. Yeah, he likes he likes to drop back, grab the ball, make a quick turn, try to find a pass, or just dribble through players. So, see, you you can't really do that in this system. Right. So you just got to find the balance of where to play him when he could drop back if it's a possibility, when he needs to be wide, when Ruan should be making the overlapping runs, underlapping runs, all that stuff. So there's a lot of tactics to figure out. And it's it's only the first game, so it's a little bit of an overreaction, but you, uh, you yeah, want to get I this mean, stuff figured out. Just observations, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Things we see. Hey, uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, I think he's gonna he's gonna come along for us. He's gonna be solid. Heard. All right. Then I was gonna move on to a little bit of what, not what happened in Chicago, but just the fact that they had a zero zero draw against Miami. Mm-hmm. I was speaking about their attack a little bit earlier with Brzezbilko. I'm never gonna get that right. And Shakiri. Um, I, I think I would have expected goals in that game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have expected a zero zero draw. Um, but I think that zero zero draw kind of shows that they're also trying to get their attack figured out. Mm-hmm. So if our defense can 
can do well, and our attack has already figured it out a little bit. We see that with the two goals against Montreal. Right. So if our defense can hold and we just win this game 1-0, I, I think that's well, that would be a decent win for us. Yeah, that's a solid that's a solid performance for us, I would say. Yeah, they they do have a lot of firepower up south. They can they players they do have players that have the ability to score a lot of goals. So if we come out one nil, I'm happy. I mean obviously I'm happy for any three points. All three points yeah. count the same, but a goal is a goal, three points or three mm-hmm. points. I think it is going to be a much more different game this time, though, because it is going to be Chicago's first game back home, Shakiri's first game in front of fans, mm-hmm. an actual game. So do you think they come out hot, they come out firing, or do you think they're going to take the opportunity early to try to settle into the game with a little bit of string of possession? Well, if you're basing it off of our last game, I would say that Chicago would hold possession for the first 10, 15 minutes, and then we'll work our way in. That's what they're going to want to do, yeah, at home, I would say, in the first game. But I don't know. If we let that happen with Shakiri and Prisboko yeah. up top, we're going to be in for a long – it will be the first 15 minutes of Montreal for most of the game. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more quality in that midfield and up top mm-hmm. to establish those high lines and keep them. So – if we're playing in our half of the pitch the entire you know first 15 20 minutes of the game i think it's going to be a long game for us yeah i don't know how much more we have to go off just the singular game on the season a 2-0 win yeah we've kind of overreacted a little bit gave you an overreaction thursday episode not monday yeah, uh, hot takes quick questions for you for me quick just questions one, for me quick, quick. all right Patso stays in your starting lineup? Yeah. Or, How are you going to take a goal-scoring man out? I'd say the same. Yeah. It's just a question that I see circulating. And then I want to hear your uh, starting lineups. Starting lineups or starting lineup for just City? Because there's no way I'm giving one oh, for Chicago. Yeah, let's just go City. I'm not giving one for Chicago either. Um, Starting lineups. Galese and goal. That's a given. Um, I want to see Kyle Smith play left back. I think just looking at the foot mob ratings right now, the only two players that have yellow ratings are Joao Moutinho and Robin Janssen, and Janssen only has it because he has a red card. So Joao is really the only one not in a green rating. I'm going, I want to see Kyle Smith at left back, then we got to go Schlegel and Antonio at center back, Ruan at right back. I want to see Junior uh, start. I'm going 4-2-3-1, by the way. Mm-hmm. Junior and, and Sebas get the start in the midfield this time, just change it up. I want to see Facundo at Cam. I, like, nothing against Mo. I have him as my pick for MVP. But I want to see Facundo in that role. Um, and then even if Mo comes on in the in the 60th, and then either Facundo comes off or Vanderbilt comes off and then Facundo goes out right, I'll be fine with that. I'm sticking with Benji out left. Goal-scoring man. I still think he doesn't get the respect he deserves, honestly. And then Pato up top. There you go. Okay. So... Looking at the first game, I you know had the I like the four two three one look for us, mm-hmm. but you guys had thrown out another lineup out there in our uh, preseason predictions, and I think I would like to see us go a four three three. Yeah. This coming match. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, I'm not I'm not trying to count it you off or how you say it. Right. 
this is it's a four three three. Just the wingers are tucked in a little bit more, so the, the fullbacks can get forward. But go ahead. So I would like to see Kyle Smith as well. Yeah. Joao is not very high re- highly rated in my book or in anybody else's for the first match. So mm-hmm. then we'll go Schlegel, Carlos, uh, Glace Angle, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, so Schlegel, Carlos, Juan, and then in the midfield, I want to go, I would like to see, let's go Urso, Araujo, Sabas. Araujo stays in? Araujo stays in. Oh, you said Urso, Araujo, Sabas. Three defensive midfielders, wait, I, I just, just wait. Who's? I'm just, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking. Are you going a CDM and two center mids? Or two CDMs and a cam? Just wait. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> so then up top, we'll go, working from right to left, we'll go Benji, Facundo, and then we'll go Vanderwater. So that way Facundo plays that false nine role where he can drop in, move around, roam the pitch, leaving us with two. I'm, I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm actually not going to put. Yeah, I'm going to go. Benji, Facundo, Pato. So that way it gives us two more players up top. Giving Facundo out right? No, Facundo in the middle. Pato Play. where? Pato out right. So when really? Facundo can drop back into the midfield a little bit more and facilitate. I think it'd be a little bit, little interesting. Then why not just run, why not just run a 4-4-2 at that point? And then you put... Then you put because you I take think, take one of the midfielders out, put Benji out left, Vanderwater on the right, both left mid and right mid, and then you have you have the two strikers, but you have Facundo in a role of dropping in and Pato going up top. Because one, we need to establish ourselves in the midfield. We have to. We haven't been able to do that. Two, we are seeing one our number one one of our number one center backs out. And it's a lot of pressure on our backup. Again, we do rate Schlegel highly, but mm-hmm. he isn't in the first team. So I do feel like on the road in their home opener, it's going to be a, a very hostile atmosphere. And I think giving us that defensive you know, stability in the midfield to kind of try to cut things off gives us a little bit more of a foothold in that game. Now, obviously, this isn't a formation that we would ever play. It's just not in Poppy's wheelhouse, I feel like. Well, so. It's one that would be posted on Instagram, but in Pato's role, he wouldn't be out wide. No. He would, he would come more right. central, and then Ruan would we would kind of slide Ruan up to the right. So I, I can see what you're saying there. I was just kind of thrown off yeah. a little bit. I mean, I basically, I want to see Facundo in a place where he has the liberty to move around and it's not going to affect our positional play. Yeah. So personally, to me, that's either he plays in the cam spot or we use him as a false nine. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like in a four-three-three, that kind of gives him the opportunity to be that false nine for us. So because our wingers already get advanced. I mean, our our left backs are basically wingers. You know, our backs, our defensive yeah. backs. You know, they're basically our wingers. So they already get super advanced up the pitch. Mm-hmm. If we see Kyle Smith, it's a little bit different, but he what, still gets up there. Yeah, just, yeah, not as far. So we still do have that that attack down the wing. You know what I mean? And now mm-hmm. that's giving us Benji and Pato up top to play off each other, and Pacundo yeah. the liberty to play to move around. You know, yeah. still three defensive midfielders and two center halves to keep us composed. So I something be mad about it. 
something I thought of. You know, yep. we'll never see it. <laughs> it's just, we'll never see it. But yeah, probably not. I can, uh, we're gonna come out in this. This is gonna be. I mean, realistically, we're getting pretty close to this, this same is, four two three one lineup. It's going to be the exact same four two three one lineup. The only difference I see Oscar making is Schlegel because he has to. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Kyle Smith. Hopefully Kyle Smith and hopefully um, Urso for Andres, but yeah, we'll see. You know what I mean? He he could just go back to last year where he makes all the changes every week, or he could just be like, you know, I'm not making any. And guess what? It's only one way to find out. Watch the game. It's 6 o'clock on Saturday. We will be recording a reaction episode after that game. So... That will be the end of this episode. We're just about to hit the 30-minute mark. Hopefully, we'll be hitting about the same mark on Saturday night when we record that episode. If you want to give us a follow on Instagram, it is at OCFanTV, and on Twitter, at OCFanTV22. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you guys on the next episode.